Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies do disappear, we survive physical death. Every episode, we explore this topic with men and women who have incredible stories to share. Many have made their life's purpose mission sharing about the reality of life after death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on our show, we have Jessica Haynes. Now, Jessica is a business and relationship consultant who uses her intuitive gifts to help clients nationally and internationally. In 1983, Jessica experienced a near-death experience. On the other side, she had not one, but three life reviews. Like many people who experience a near-death experience, she mystified the doctors with miraculous healing, and she came back very psychic. Jessica has been featured on the History Channel, is a keynote speaker, and and has shared the stage with Dr. Raymond Moody, Daniel Brinkley, and other top speakers in the field of near-death studies. Jessica herself is starting her own radio show mid-August, and will support her in that, interviewing top experts in the in a variety of fields. And her show will be titled "Bringing the Best to You." And this is exciting. She'll be doing mini readings for the call-in guests. Now, unexpected when I read her bio, Jessica is also a co-inventor of the socket saver. It's a new invention that solves the common problem of loose wall sockets and makes worn-out receptacles like new again. And the invention is very popular in selling across the U.S. And I think that's great because so many people I've found that have gotten in touch with who they are and what they're up to have some great new ideas. And it's just great to see that Jessica has fulfilled upon this with SocketSaver.com. So it is now my pleasure to introduce you to Jessica Haynes. Hi, Jessica. Hello, hello, and to, hello to all your listeners. Aww. It's such a pleasure to share this story. So yeah. ask the first questions so we can answer the questions that they want to know. Please. Oh, you're so great. Well, first of all, I want you to talk about the accident which had your near-death experience. I didn't go into detail about that because I thought you can tell the story of what happened. Thank you. I was working hard, 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 working at an art gallery, one of the top marketing directors, and I decided I needed to have a break. A friend that would come in regularly to say hi and chat and that I knew very well said, well, why don't you just take a day off? So I said, yes, Carmel, California, Uh Ocean Avenue is a steep hill, and then you go along the scenic drive, a beautiful scenic drive. This is 1983. I'm 27 years old. Okay. At the top of my, uh, in the marketing career. So I remember he said, watch this. It's a red firebird, brand new red firebird. And as he put his foot to the pedal, I could feel myself being propelled back against the seat at accelerating speed, and that's the last thing I remembered. What happened is that when you go along Scenic Drive, mm-hmm. back then in 1983, there were lots of trees, and it was two ways. He crashed into a tree at accelerating speed. Oh, my. 
the right side of my face was completely crushed in. My eye was pushed in. My jaw was pulled off. The earth just hinged. That the vertebrae were fractured. Discs smashed and bulged. My oh. feet were absolutely shattered. When the paramedics arrived on the way, they were asking, okay, well, there's a woman in an accident, and uh, what does she look like? And on the report, it was, we don't know. She doesn't oh. have a face. Oh. So the next thing that I remember, I am in the hospital, but I don't know I'm in the hospital. There's a light mm-hmm. all over me, a, a giant light, and I'm hearing the words, do you know who you are? Do you know your name? Do you know what has happened? Oh. And I can, my teeth won't touch. I can't see. Of course, often after an accident, too, you are in that, that mm-hmm. numbness. You can't feel it. But I could feel needles going in and out of my skin or my oh. office, obviously, because I've gone imagine. to the windshield. And my head, my head had hit the dashboard into the windshield back again because the impact was so strong. Mm-hmm. As a passenger, the, the person lost control of the car. He walked away from the accident, by the way. Oh, imagine <laughs> that. Oh, and we had, a, we had a, a party, which was I survived the accident party that night and, and then packed up everything, all of his monies, everything, whatever it was, and uh, left the, the state. Isn't that interesting? It sure is. And there you are, laid up in the hospital. In the hospital. But the point is is that I do know who I am, and I can't answer those different uh, points of view, and I start to understand the gravity of this accident. Wow. Now, as one of the top marketing directors mm-hmm. for uh, in art, an art gallery, which I helped build from just a small art gallery to one of the largest in the company, one of the people that was there by my side would be my boyfriend. He was also the person I helped build a gallery with. Mm-hmm. So we did everything together. Lying in the hospital bed, knowing that the prognosis was that I wouldn't see again, I wouldn't be able to walk again. They put pins in my feet and that they, I couldn't feel anything, so they said I had lasting nerve damage. I would, there were scars all over because I went into the windshield. Anyway, I looked gross. Absolutely. Yeah, and being told you'll be crippled probably for the rest of your life, too. Did the near-death experience happen in the car, or did it happen when you were in the hospital? after the surgery. Thank you. After the surgery to put my face back together. They're going to start with my face. They put me in a, the doctor, I had five doctors. One was a neurosurgeon, Mm -hmm. one was an eye doctor, one was a feet doctor, a back doctor. So, uh, and then also, uh, you know, uh, the facial surgeon to put my face back together again. There were, so the, but it, within that, they all said it was a low prognosis. The pain was excruciating. I can't imagine. Absolutely excruciating. So after the surgery to put my face back together, they had me in a brace from my neck to my waist. They said that I would need to be in that for a minimum of six Oh, neck to your waist. Okay, I'm just visualizing that. A brace. A a brace Mm -hmm. that would be plastic on the front side of your, and then the back side, and that you would be stitched in, just totally stitched in this, if, you know, a corset. It'd be something like that. And so, the prognosis is very excruciating pain. Then I had the surgery to rebuild the face. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They put the plates in the forehead. Thank goodness they even had that technology back right. then. To put the jaw back on, to rebuild the cheekbone, to rebuild the, oh my gosh, my forehead. They couldn't do anything with the eye because the eye socket had been crushed and I had fallen in. My eye fell in and down. So they would have to figure out what would be next. Probably the crux that would be like the changing point for the near-death experience mm-hmm. would be the person I really trusted, would be my boyfriend, my lover, the person building the, our, our business together, called up and said, you're fired. I don't want to see you anymore. You can't work for me anymore. And your injuries are so difficult. I'm cutting you off. Oh. And that, I think, was the final, final, like, how did I get here? I used to run and exercise and do these wonderful things. And now the final person I love. You've lost everything. Everything. My jaws just dropped. If you could see me sitting here, I just, like, it's already bad enough. And I had no idea. I thought you were going to say he turned into my husband and we're happily married. So continue with your story. But, oh, my gosh. And for listeners, uh, before I pressed the record button here. I had a few minutes chatting with Jessica. And the first thing I said to her, because I went to her website, lifewithjessica.com, I said, you're beautiful. I would have never in a million years realized that you suffered such a terrible, horrific accident and have had plastic surgery like that. So you're one beautiful woman inside and out. Plastic surgery. They just rebuilt my face. Well, they did a darn good job rebuilding because you're gorgeous. That's the next step. Talking about... Miracles. Yeah, let's miracles let's hear God, it. Miracles. What okay, happened so next? next? Well, then I just wanted to give up. Of course. There's just nothing left. And so I just said, there's no reason to be here. None. That and just pray and just there's just no reason. There's no reason. And a loving presence. Like I've heard many people who had narrative experience. Mm-hmm came into the hospital room, I've heard this many times, from the right corner up, and it started to fill the room. I've heard many people that are NDE, that's how it is. That's how they transition you. That's how they help you to the next side to know there we don't die. And as it filled, I'm by myself, there's nobody else. I have a, a hospital room only by myself. Mm-hmm. It fills the room with love. It fills the room, and it says, if you want to let go, it will be okay. I knew it was absolute true love. I knew it absolutely loved me and understood me. And I knew if I said yes, I would go. Wow. And it felt so safe and loving and kind. And in telepathy, it's only telepathy, of course. Mm-hmm. I said yes. I remember the, you know, that last breath. Mm-hmm. And instantly. I mean, Lily. Instantly, I was in the other place. It was interesting that my first thought was, I did it. I did it. No pain, no hurt. The excruciating pain was gone. Wow. And it was in a place of just endlessness. No good, no bad, no right, no wrong. Asphalt perfection. It was dark, though. Okay. And dark, but it was... It was not bad. It was not just, scary dark, but dark. No, not, not scary, just dark. Some people talk about they go through the lights, mm-hmm. they go through that, and they meet their grandmother, or they meet this person or that person, or go back, you're supposed mm-hmm. to go back, and you have a mission. I'm just there, I'm like, okay, I'm here at the point of light. Like, 
okay, no body, just a point of light and absolute consciousness. But I'm very aware I'm me. Oh, I'm still Jessica. I'm me. Oh, Where that's am I? Good news. Well, yep. I mean, yeah, it's very good news. <laughs> <laughs> You're still you. Yes. When they talk about sometimes in Buddhism or Taoism or some of the different religions is that when you pass away that you melt like a raindrop into a a pool of all that oh, I've heard that, and not that that's a bad thing, but I was still scared of where would Sandra go. So I, I love sure that. I sure like being me. Yeah, <laughs> I think we so all do. But then, but okay. then what? But what's next? You've got me on the okay. edge of my seat. Well, what happened next, that's what I asked. I think in life and also in death is what's next, what we were hoping for. So now that I'm in this, I did see concepts of you know earth and how earth is and all the meaning of earth and why animals die and why this dies and that but it was all perfect so waves of energy waves of energy are coming from left to right in this infinitiness there's up no no up no down i mean it's eternal space and it is filling me with knowledge as knowledge passes through me i become it that's one thing, you know, meditating is important, things like that, but mm-hmm. also understanding life after death, and it passes through. I don't realize is that when I died, I died at a low level of consciousness. I've given my heart away and certain things away and helped other people and given and given. And given. I was very intelligent and very smart and mm-hmm. very good at what I did, that I was a point of light because I'd given so much away and it was filling with love. All of a sudden, this huge light appears. Massive light. And they say the light went, oh, because my consciousness was low when I died, I couldn't see it. But as this energy of love, we call all that is, was filling me and I could understand and accept it, I was drawn into this light. Hmm. And it was me. And I did not know that. Sometimes it can feel like a grain of sand on the beach. It's so mm-hmm. small. Who can we pray for? Well, there is that this, which we call coming home. So when I merged into it, it's like, holy mackerel, <laughs> all these towns that I have, and, but all these different souls, it was like yellow and blue and violet and all these different souls that were there, and they're all me, us, and all one combined. It was amazing. I'm home. I'm home. I was so happy. The grief or the difficulty about Earth, it just kind of went away. It disappeared. And then the knowledge that I had received before was 10 times more, very telepathic. You knew everything about every soul that was there. It was only love, all love. Oh, that is beautiful. You were, so you, were, yes. you felt reconnected like grains of sand, but these were souls, like you were coming home. Oh, very much so. All the souls are the souls of the souls. If you believe in reincarnation, some people do, some people don't. But what I imagine it would be that you would come back, you would know everything. They were all points of light. In my mm-hmm. experience, they were all points of light. But each one was unique. Each one was their own self. And each one I recognized, and they recognized hmm. me. It was like, I'm home. And then, what I say, what I share with people is that then the life views began. Yeah, I got to know about that. You, th- not one, but three. Tell us about that. Yep. So here I am with this, like, I'm home, I'm home. And again, these sparkling lights that are all telepathic. There's no time. There's sequence, but there's no time. So sequence would be as far as consciousness. You go from here to here to here, but Mm -hmm. no time. So the first life review begins. It's as if there are presences on either side of me to show my life review. And yes, there it is, like an amphitheater. 
And many people describe that, so I concur. Mm-hmm. That is what happens. It's a life when I was born to a life that I died. And I got to see it, everything. But it's all simultaneous. It's not one, two, three, four, five. You know everything all at the exact same time. Then it'd be as if they put you in the contemplation chamber. And I've heard this over and over again, too. It's a private place. Mm-hmm. It's dark, but it's not like the place when I first started, but it's private to contemplate. I called it the holding chamber, the private chamber, the contemplation chamber, when you think about your life. So therefore, then I'm brought back, and there's a second life review, mm-hmm. because I've contemplated what I've done, and I realized, oh, I could have lived life better. Oh, I could have done this. Oh, I could have believed in myself better. Oh, I could have chosen a better relationship. Oh, you know, uh, All these so in just a oh. split second, right? No, like, not even. Second. Wow. Not like in a split second. But also, time, but there's no time. Right. There is no time. So you can't say split second. There's no, no it, it's just, it's hard to get not experiencing it, but I've heard it before that you experience, like, all of your life all in the same moment. And it's just, it's hard to grasp, yet it's something I've heard again and again. So it's, yes. it's cool. So, it is. Yeah, it's cool. There's no, so yes, in the split second, you're back. And now you have the second life review. Mm-hmm. If I would have done those choices, if I would have stood up for myself more in my family or believed in myself more or chosen things for myself or not worked so hard, or if I have done different things, or if I chose my passion for animals or chose my passion more for not only marketing, how you're going to mm-hmm. get ahead or do these different things and then I'll be a success, where in fact everyone told me I was a success, but it wasn't totally on my mission. That's the life I would have lived, and I got to see it. Just like absolutely 3D. Oh, my gosh. I I joke, I'd say, I could have had a V8. So what you're saying is you got a glimpse of if you continued on your same life purpose, what, I mean, your life path, what your future would hold. If I would have changed the choices that I'd made when I was alive, I would have had a different life. Oh, I see. I gotcha. So if I would have, if I could go back and change my choices, like if you get a second chance, these right. kinds of movies that are sliding doors, yes, you yes. back if you could do this and you could change that, you change that, and then it's the new life that you could have lived. It's exactly what it was like, like sliding doors. If you would have done that, this is the life you would have lived. Wow. Oh, I want to go back. I want to go do that. Then there's the next life review back in the holding tank, the contemplation chamber, mm-hmm. the place of silence, the place of review. And then when I'm back, and there's these loving souls on all sides of me, just very loving. And I saw if I had understood those choices and believed in myself, if I had known that, then the accident would not have happened. I would have met my husband. I, these things showed me the future that would have happened. It'd be like A Wonderful Life, It's a Wonderful Life, that movie. Uh-huh. With James Stewart, yes. if you had known this, if you had known that, he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't fall off the bridge. He, that wouldn't have sure. happened to his brother. They would have not have fallen into the ice, and you would have had this life. And I got to see that. And so I said, I want to go back. Send me back. But they're saying, we have to move you forward. We're raising your consciousness that this is how you make choices and decisions in consciousness. These are the things that you could have done, that you could have lived in awareness of who you really are. So therefore, I want to go back. Wow. You can't go back. You can't because you chose 
to die right in the hospital room when the presence came in and it said if you want to let go it's okay therefore you chose to die you chose to go to their side not die die but you chose to we don't exactly. die but you chose to go yeah. to their side when you cross the veil you can't come back when you mm-hmm. make that choice and so many in the ears always say that when they at that point you need to go back or at that point here's your mission at that point and they're sent back for some reason or another well they said to me well, you chose, you can't go back. We need to move you forward in the sense of it might be reincarnation, whatever is you're mm-hmm. on the other side and you know these different things, how wonderful life is, how wonderful everything is, how wonderful. Maybe you're, I don't always know that answer, but I wanted to go back. And they said, I'm sorry, you can't. So at that moment, I said, there has to be higher power. There has to be higher power. Mm-hmm. How do I get back there? Well, you can't because it's an illusion. It's, it's an illusion that is out there. So I just wouldn't give up. I said, I will not give up. I will not. There has to be higher power. They said, your consciousness isn't high enough. As you know, that's, you're, kind of, you're at this level. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't give up. Absolutely no. That there has to be a higher power. Everything changed at that moment. And I want to say... I would absolutely not. I want to go back. I want to redo it. I want to live life number three. I want to go back. I want to help people. I want to have these awarenesses. Everything changed. And I was in this place of only light. Uh, Some people do talk about that, and it is. I I do know those individuals that have near-death experience, and it is only Mm -hmm. light forever and ever 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 and ever. It's all that is the beginning of the beginning. Mm -hmm. And because now you know, you understand, you would not give up. I will give your life back. And it knew everything about me. This is one of the things, it's the conundrums that I'm still working on. It knew everything <laughs> that I had done, it knew everything that I was, and everything that I would do. And no matter what I did, it would always love me. It of all the beginning of the beginnings. Wow. So, instantly, I was back in my body again. It sent me back, or it gave my life back. But if I hadn't gone through those different processes, like, I have to go back I have to do this. The pain was excruciating. Oh, I'm sure. You're back in your body, and you're just like, ah, just unbelievable excruciating mm-hmm. pain. But I'm back. And could, I know this presence is with me. Could you? All that is. I'd hate to interrupt you, but could you, even though you're back with the pain, could you identify what the ultimate message was that you received being on the other side? Yes, very much so. It was to be myself. When I was on the other side, and I saw all these different, you know, lights, they were just like sparkling lights, mm-hmm. some were yellow, some were this, some were that. I realized that I had died as a blue, a blue frequency, and that I came back as a yellow frequency. And I talk about this in that we also have a mission. Now, we talk different types of people and personality types. There are personality types. Right. And so when I came back, I came back with the yellow frequency. I still understood blue. But I had a, I noticed that this is the easiest way to understand. Yellow, tan, blue, green, and violet. That's the easiest to understand. So if you're living somebody else's, like it's their identity or mom identity or mm-hmm. a peer identity or it's a dad identity or it's a work identity or it's that identity, you know, identity, I'd give up my identity. So I'd taken on a different frequency or taken on a different uh, path of some other people paths so I came back me so I learned oh my gosh 
I can change my relationship. I can change my job. Mm -hmm. I can do it my way. I can live my life. I can do the things I really want to do on the other side, and it will happen. I can manifest it. Oh, it's so great. I'm looking at the time, and it goes by so fast. We have about five minutes left, so I want to make sure we get in some things. So how about this miraculous healing? Because you were in pretty bad shape before the NDE. What that is it. then happened? Uh, the power of prayer, uh, uh, the three powers of prayer. I knew that this presence was there around me. Mm-hmm. And there's a three different types of prayer that I have learned about. Group prayer. Okay. And that is individual prayer. And there's also intercessory prayer. Group prayer is when people are praying for you. But, oh, just yes. went through this horrible things and her face is crushed. She looks mm-hmm. like a gargoyle and, oh, and all these horrible prognosis. Right. But they were praying for me. Then there's also single prayer, myself, mm-hmm. with that, with the, what you're talking about. It's single prayer for all the different people. Intercessory prayer is when people are praying for you and you don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. What you're also doing with your radio show. At the Carmelite Nuns, someone of my friends put in a note of that Jessica and the horrible accident and the crush, I don't even know about it. The pain was so excruciating. Oh, sure. Uh, every single night at 11 o'clock, one night, the pain lessened. I found out that it was at exactly at 11 o'clock p.m. on that night that that note got to the Carmelite nuns in Carmel for uh, a 24-hour vigil mm-hmm. for Jessica, and the pain went away. The healing was miraculous. They couldn't explain it. After I got out of, they're saying, you're healing so fast, we can't explain it. Scars are going away, and my eye was coming forward. When After two, four weeks or something like that, but when I looked at my back, the vertebrates were absolutely perfect. The discs were, there was no sign of injury. Oh, the, my. The, the feet absolutely healed, the shattered feet. And I said to my mother right after I came back, she did come the next day, I said, I will run from the bottom of Ocean Avenue to the top of San Carlos, which mm-hmm. is deep, 12 blocks, long blocks, and I will do it within less than six months. And I did. And you were supposed to be wrapped up from your neck to your waist for those six Absolutely, yes. And my eye, and they were going to take my eye out and put a fake eye in. Uh, Dr. Seymour Mignell, that's my eye doctor. Isn't that funny, Seymour Mignell? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He was a great guy. Yes, they could not explain it. Back then, when I'm healing so unbelievable, they just walk out of the room. We cannot explain it. Five five surgeons, they couldn't explain it. So I went back um, to my job, and... uh, of course, that changed with my relationship. That was, again, very, very psychic. Uh, that's a Tell us about story. that. Just a, I mean, we're get, we have just a couple of minutes left, and I don't want to cut you off. I <laughs> hate that. hilarious story. But tell really me some psychic things. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you know when you have a new experience, you come back with new ideas. So uh-huh. you died as a blue, you came back as a yellow, and you have this person that, well, anyway, so. He did invite you know me back, and we're trying to patch things up. I know I adore you. You're wonderful. So I'm really psychic. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm realizing that being with this person for about four or five years, building a business together, he's not being faithful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm being pulled back into this relationship. So I can see psychically he's with another woman. He's supposed to be out with one of the individuals that are the, the artists, mm-hmm. these top artists that are representing so I can see he's another woman. I can see exactly where he is. I can see completely what the house looks like, what they're drinking, what they're eating. 
I can see um, what he's doing. I can see what the floral, um, all of the, the floor all around there, the comforter, the wallpaper. So I decided to say, oh, so you're not being you know, correct with me or you're not. Okay, I'll write everything down psychically, exactly what you're doing. Time for time for time, I'm going to put on the outside of the door, and when you come home, you will know that I know what's really going on. And I was absolutely 100% accurate. <laughs> he said, you're a witch, you're a witch. But that was the first step of knowing that I could see other situations and places which were truthful and to help people genuinely. It was amazing in which I was given this incredible gift. Of course, that was the beginning of the end of the relationship, so I left that particular job mm-hmm. uh, or that, that the marketing career, went into my intuitiveness, attracted thousands and thousands of people around, of course, nationally and now internationally, oh, that's so to wonderful. help them reach their dreams and reach their goals, but for positive. And by the way, because I could see people so incredibly well, anywhere, anyone I wanted to, <laughs> I could peek in anywhere, I did ask God to take that one little gift away so that only if you ask me, then I can see whatever you want to see, and I do it very well. Oh, that's wonderful. And how long have you been married? So obviously somebody else has moved into the picture. Yes. and you're Mr. Wonderful, at 28 years. Oh, congratulations. What a lovely, lovely, lovely lady you are. Yes, and I've helped him many times psychically through the transitions that he's gone through. And, of course, also with their invention. I've used my intuitive ability to help us. So one of the things that I, you give me a name of a person, I can tell you all about them. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so great. And obviously you work with clients and you work with people. So even though we have to wrap this up, I want to encourage people. Can, people can find you with, through your website, lifewithjessica.com, right? Absolutely. That's a good way to meet me. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the best way. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up, and but I promise you we're going to keep in touch because I just think you're phenomenal and what a gift you've been. Oh, gosh. And the colors. When you understand the colors and how the colors work in this frequency, it can change your life. I've helped so many people change their lives. Are you in the right path? On the Here's a very simple, simple, easy way to understand, and that's on my book, um, get what you want now, money, love, power, and more is coming out. And chapter number four is devoted to that. So it is. It's absolutely fascinating how we can change our frequency and then everything around us changes too. Oh, that's great. Well, unfortunately, our time has come to the end, to an end. But I, I would <laughs> like to ask our listeners, um, if you go to the website, wedontdieradio.com, I will post not only this interview with Jessica and the other interviews that we've had so far but you can join I call it the insiders club and I give you free gifts and I do great prizes every month and just fun things to keep you motivated but when Jessica's book comes out if you're on the list I will mail you a link to that so we can stay in touch because I for one want to know about these colors because that's a whole new thing for me so this is Sandra Champlain and I say this and I say it and I mean it. I believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And in closing, I want to read one of my most favorite quotes by Richard Bach. Don't be dismayed at goodbyes. A farewell is necessary before you can meet again. And meeting again 
after moments or lifetimes is certain for those who are friends. Mm-hmm.